Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the new Nasty Boys. I'm your co-host this morning, afternoon, evening, whatever the fuck you decide to listen to this, Billy Moore. And sitting across from the screen, as always, is... What is up, guys? We're back on Zoom. It's Lee Michael Kimbrough. How you doing, nasty boys and girls across this whole wide, fucked up hellscape of a world? You guys doing okay? They're good! Yeah, they're doing good, man. I mean, things could be better, obviously, but it's like, you know, we haven't fallen into the complete disarray yet. No, but we're getting there. We're working on it. It's I fun. mean... It could be worse. We could already see Trevor Bauer in a fucking Cardinals jersey or something. So that hammer hasn't dropped yet. You know, that's good. No, that's just, you know what? If Trevor, That would be the worst one. Yes. Okay. Mark it. Remember this. If Trevor Bauer signs with the St. Louis Cardinals, I will throw it, throw up in my own hands and then eat it. <laughs> okay. Mark it right now. I will make. I will put two fingers on my throat, and then I will just. I will make a nest in my fingies, and then just gobble it up like a like an orphan with soup. Okay, okay. If we're doing, if we're making bets, if Trevor Bauer signs with the Cardinals, Billy can use his cell phone to tape me throwing my cell phone off of the now closed Brent Spence Bridge. Done. Beautiful. It, anyone but the fucking Cardinals. Like, it's it's heartbreaking regardless, but if he signs with the Cardinals and we just have to play against him, like, it would just rip my dick off. Yeah, it would just be, you just put it in the shredder. I mean, it... Oh, hey, Ezzy. There he is. There's the king. He's back. <laughs> What's up, kid? He's coming to get in the pocket. What do you think... What do you think the odds are that Trevor's a red? What do you think the odds are that Trevor is in the American League East? Well, um, odds that Trevor Bauer signs with the Reds. Um, t- uh, zero to one. And then yeah. uh, six to one odds American League East. Well, six to one odds. You think he's a Yankee or a Red Sox? I think Red Sox. Well, I have absolutely no, you know, no desire to bet on where Trevor's going to be other than a red. But I do know a place where you could do it if you felt so inclined to do so, Bill. Um, would it be the sports book in Lawrenceburg, Indiana? No, 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 no. It's not that one. It's not in Las Vegas. Wait, can I do it from the comfort of my own home? Billy, you can do it from the comfort of your own home with the very own podcast daddy, betonline.ag. Hey, there it is. You know about BetOnline, guys. And the wait, it's finally over. Yeah, you guys know this. Football's in full effect. Many teams are already strutting their stuff. 
You might not be able to go to a game this year, but you know what? You can still get in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props to where Trevor Bauer is going to land and make Billy eat his own vomit. <laughs> Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code armchair <laughs> to take advantage of the great sign up bonuses bet online your online sports book experts what a great read you nailed it that was a pretty great lead and we almost got armchair at the exact same time but guess what there's that zoom lag bitch zoom lag i knew where to play it i knew how to do it i'm into it no you're an absolute pro i mean you're a zoom pro by now man I've, yeah i've got we've got real good at it I mean, as everyone should be here, here's, okay. How about this as a more realistic bet? Let's, let's make some bets. Here we go. Realistic bet. Um, if Trevor Bauer signs with the New York Yankees, I will eat one of every item on the skyline menu. So does that count? That's three-way, four-way, and five-way? Yeah, I would go small, but then it would also include a burrito, a chilito, a coney. Yeah. A burrito. A salad. Oh. <laughs> a salad. He gets just disgusted by the notion. <laughs> oh, I forgot they had salads. Shit. No, I need a three-way, four-way, five-way burrito, chilito, coney, and a salad. <laughs> Make some gag. Make some gag. I'm going to fucking – the weird thing is I'll find out that Skyline actually has a menu. Yeah, no shit. And that'll be interesting. Dude, speaking of like fun little wagers, not that imagining you eating your own vomit is fun, but – uh did you see did you see this fun little Twitter thing going on with Puig and Bauer? Uh about who can throw the furthest? Oh, it's beautiful. I mean, I okay, I like the caveat because I would just just like hauling off, not giving a fuck, throwing the ball as far as you can and not worrying about like fucking up your shoulder in the middle of the most important off season of your life. I would pick, I would pick Puig. Sure. But I saw Trevor up the ante and said, we need a target involved. Right. But here's the thing. I'm putting my money on Puig with that. I mean, him gunning from right. I don't doubt that he would hit a target. Dude, There are sets out there of Puig from the warning track in the air to third base, nailing a runner down. Yeah. But then there's all, and then Bauer coming out. He's like, I can chuck the ball to Kauffman Stadium. I'm like, yeah, but, which is great, but I don't see you hitting a target that far. No. Even though he does do long toss every day or, you know, as his warm up every fifth day and what he wants to be every fourth day, you know, basically the, the entire size of the outfield, I'm still going to put my money on Puig. It's so cool that he wants to pitch every four days. I just hope it's with a red jersey on. I mean, that's not going to happen. I have accepted that fate. I have, res- I have, I am. Do you I think it's just done? I mean. Yeah, I just don't see him. I mean, I just don't see him chilling. We don't, we don't spend money anyway. And we lost our ass this season. Right. 
They spent money this year hoping there'd be fans in the stands. And guess what? There was cutouts. There were zero fans in the game. None. So, I mean, it's, it sucks for sure. But, I, I mean, but here's the thing. He is the pitching prospect, the number one free agent pitcher. Number one man on the market. Number one. No, with no doubt whatsoever. That is the only person I see any team spending money on. Yeah, going out and getting the Garrett Cole of this year's free agent market. Right, and he won't get anywhere close to a Cole guy. Do you do you? What could like? What would the Reds offer him? Like, would he stay in Cincinnati for one year, twenty four? Well, think about this. Think about where the market is. Charlie Morton got one year, fifteen. Yeah, with the Braves, huh? Yeah. God, they are tough as fuck. The nails, dude. Now you add him with all them young guns and Soroka coming back. Yeah, they they are tough. They look like the class of the National League. Yeah, it's gonna they're gonna be gruff. Imagine being a Braves fan. It hurts. You they just go. They like take they like built they actually like have a really good farm system, let them develop and then let them come up through and then supplemented them with spending money. Like it's genius. It's almost I wonder well uh where what do you say? It's almost like who? It's almost like they they have a plan and know what they're doing. Which what is that like being a red like you know being a Reds fan? What is that? I thought we just no fucking idea. Let's just completely wing it. Bucket, let's wing it. I don't know. Where, where do you think where do you think Ozuna lands? Speaking of the Braves, the embarrassment of riches. Yikes. Um, Jesus. He was a huge part of their team last year. I mean, obviously, Freddie Freeman, MVP. Uh, you had Albies was lights out. And then you had uh, Okuna, who was, you know, looks like the next big fucking thing. But, right. I mean, Marcelo Zuna was like a legit. He was also an MVP candidate. Right. I have nothing. I have nothing. I have no base for what I'm going to say. I don't have any like facts or any like or they grounding what I'm gonna say like that could lead to this. But what I think yeah. is awesome. Imagine if Ozuna just showed up in a White Sox unit. Ooh, as that their team teammate. is filthy. Be gross. That's a filthy squad. Do we have any idea of when they're gonna come out and let us know if the Universal DH sticks? Oh, they just wrote an article about it in The Athletic, but I didn't read it today. Um, but uh, it, I, it'll be sooner than later. I hope. I just hope that that remains a thing. Yeah. I mean, it seems like the owners and the front office are pushing for it and the players. Um, it turns out, same that the players, that everyone's on board with the runner at second for regular season games. I don't hate it. I don't either. I mean, I saw it work. It's fine. I don't know if it truly shortens the length of the game. We had a blast on the Legends of Sports Ball last week. That was sorry we did. It was really good, but then you brought up 
the point of doing away with the shift. Yeah. And then just at, when you brought that up, we kind of started spitballing around what it, we talked about it on that podcast, but like, I like the idea of starting, you know, creating some new rules or changing some old rules, i.e. DH, throw that runner at second base and in extra innings. What if you did away with the shift, but you got like five shifts a game? I'm cool with that. I think that'd be cool. It'd just be, I don't know if you're making it overcomplicating, overcomplicating, over, if you're overcomplicating the game by doing that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, I get it, but like, baseball needs to evolve. It needs to adapt and it needs to change. And I think it's a lot of fun just being the coach, you know, the coach speaking with the players in the dugout or whatever, talking with the pitcher. And before, uh, you know, as a player is approaching the plate, the coach throws out the fucking shift flag or something. And right. they're able to shift it. Hello, right. look, we've got a we've got a cameo from uh, Mike Kimbrell, the often talked about. What's oh, up? Look who it is! It Hello! Hello! <laughs> <laughs> that went. He went full Billy. That was good. That was really hey, good Billy. Movie. Yeah, that was a good Billy. That was a pretty good. Well, I've heard it enough. Hello! Hello. <laughs> that was excellent. <laughs> yeah, we're just up here talking about. Uh, how the Reds aren't going to sign Trevor Bauer. No, they're not going to sign anybody. They're going to give everything away and go back to last place. Yeah, <laughs> go back to last place. Very likely. Yeah, we'll you guys just out there chilling? Uh, we're down there watching our uh, Netflix show. They're flicking it. The Crown. <laughs> yeah, they're big, they're big fans of The Crown right now. Mm, and I never thought I would be. Never thought he'd be a big fan. I never thought I'd be a big fan, but it's, it's pretty interesting. It's a good show about imperialism. It's about the coin. It's about the the damn coin. coin, (laughs) Not bad at all. Yeah, we've got a a little smaller Thanksgiving down here. By the way, the reason we're on Zoom, it's because Billy is flying out to Virginia tomorrow. And I am in Lexington to have my, you know, one fifth sized Thanksgiving celebration with my mom, my dad and my brother. Wow. One fifth. Things kind of scaled down this year. Yeah, maybe maybe more, maybe one sixth. We have like twenty five people over here sometimes. Wow, yep. that's a fact. One sixth—that's what the Reds' payroll is going to be compared so to here. Else no, no, one <laughs> one sixth. He said that's what the, pay, the Reds' payroll is going to be compared <laughs> to everyone else in the league. <laughs> yeah, going to have one sixth of our starting lineup for our starting rotation. Oh. No shit. It's going to be ugly. Yeah, I have no faith. Um, Best to all the nasty boys and girls. You heard it here from Mike Kimbrough, baby. I'll be down. See you, Daddy. That's what we like to hear, baby. Damn, that was awesome. He came in with the hot Billy. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) That was one of my favorite things. He's a listener. Hell yeah. One of our 25 downloads of of an episode. My fucking man, Mike Kimbrell. He's a good dude. He's the best. I'm, I'm yeah, he. Yeah, they're not fucking around with the with the COVID thing. I no. mean, the biggest risk they'll take is seeing their son. Right. And that's you know, 
Yeah, that's a big enough risk. I mean, I've been when they got home today, I wore my mask for like the first hour and a half because I was like, you know, I've been out. I was out in Indianapolis last weekend. Pretty, uh, pretty packed rooms. How was hosting for the legend, Brian Regan? Dude, it was really, really awesome. Listen to this. You will die. Just as a comic, you get how crazy this is. So Brian Regan, famous comedian, he's been doing arenas and theaters since 2005. Jesus. So he's been in theaters and arenas longer than some successful comedian's entire career. Wow. So he hasn't had to deal with check drops, and he is not going to start now. Oh. So my happy ass starts off the show hosting with five minutes, which what a blast, huh? Wow. Five minutes hosting. You go up there. By the time you're done hosting, you've got two and a half, maybe three minutes to do jokes. Wow. Clean as a whistle. So I start off the show with five. Then the feature goes up and does 20. Then Brian goes up and does an hour without the check drop. Then I follow Brian Regan. Oh. And eat the check drop. Oh, no. (laughs) Dude, it was so crazy. Do you have to maintain being clean through the check drop? Uh-huh. Oh, bloody. Yeah, dude, and, it was, and I did it really well for almost every show, but there was the last show, there was a guy in the front row who was just so drunk and he was heckling me and I called him a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, quit talking, motherfucker. I'm doing something. And I was like, God dang it. I've been clean the entire weekend and you just called me, you just made me call you a motherfucker. But, uh, it was it was awesome, man. I I I had fun. I did good. I mean, some of the sets. Saturday late show was kind of brutal. I mean, that's Sun, yeah. Sunday was kind of brutal, but I mean, I still still got plenty of laughs and uh, felt good about my sets. But I mean, Saturday early, I had to go up there and do seventeen minutes. Wow, following. Brian Regan, a legit legend. A monster. Look at this, Bill. Look at this little mini Vinny and uh, Ezra, my parents' new cat. Yeah, that's party girl. No, party girl. Don't knock that over. (laughs) Oh, she wants to drink. She surely is a party girl. Yeah. Tiny lady. Hi. Yeah, but... but Yeah, she's... does he so does he have a whole new hour? Pretty much. Listen to how crazy this is. He's got a new special coming out in a couple months on Netflix that he taped in October. What? Listen how wild this is. A year ago, he signed a contract to do his next Netflix special. Just for shits and giggles, a year ago, he booked an outdoor venue. Oh, my God. Isn't that nuts? So it's in uh, Provo, Utah. It's like this huge outdoor amphitheater, kind of similar to Red Rocks. And 
he was going to do that anyway. He was going to do an outdoor special anyway. Isn't that crazy? Wow. And then COVID happened. And I mean, they just had to cut down on the number of people there and everyone had to wear masks. But like he had the venue, he had everything lined up. Isn't that crazy? Now it makes sense why he went and did like those run of dates. Yeah. The clubs and then doing Chappelle's thing. Like it just totally clicks. Like, oh, yeah. that's why he busted again. He back was running a special. Yeah. That's wild. Just so, I mean, cold, basically cold and doing an hour, writing an hour, then being like, well, do, do you know if it truly works in front of like a half house or a quarter house? You know what I mean? Like, I know, man. And it was really crazy because I mean, Friday Late Show, there were 27 people there. So like we were, we were in the green room all masked out and he, and I'm sitting there looking at Brian Regan fucking sweating. He's like, Holy shit, dude. I mean, he hasn't done a venue that small in a decade. He did the comedy attic. Yeah. Oh yeah. He did do the comedy attic, but I'm saying like, it, it was just like Friday late show, less than 30 people all spread out. You know, it was fucking brutal. And he was nervous as hell. I mean, he went out there and crushed. He's so funny, dude. Oh, yeah. He's, he's so funny, man. And just like the nicest guy I've ever worked with. So friendly. Was complimentary. Watched my sets. Um, just a really nice, really nice person. Did he give you some good notes? He gave me some good notes and some and some compliments and, you know, was... <laughs> He could he could tell that I'm not a quote unquote clean comic. Yeah, and like you know, I've got I've got clean jokes just like you've got clean jokes. But then also some of our jokes we can just make clean. Yeah, drop a line, replace fuck with shoot or whatever. It might not hit as hard. Yeah, but it is a clean joke. It doesn't you know it feels weird saying Ernest screws Lee's mom over or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, like. Yeah. But like it does, it worked. So no, I mean it was really good. He took us out to uh, took us out to eat on Sunday night. What a guy! Had like got called early. Had like this special little reserved room away from everybody at Saint Elmo's Steakhouse. Shut up! How was it, dude? Dude, yeah, I, did, I, know I had a fucking dude. I had a twelve ounce filet mignon. <laughs> Come on. Guys. It was like that thick. Dude, it man. was like three or three or four inches thick. Did you get the shrimp? Yes. We all got the shrimp cocktail. It's the best shrimp cocktail I've ever had. It's insane. Uh, the horseradish like the horseradish like makes your makes you cry. It's like so spicy and pungent and delicious. I'm, really all it made me think was how I cannot wait to just go out once we're allowed to again, just go out with the, my people and just like really treat ourselves to a good dinner. Dude, we got to go to Ruby's. We have to sit at this on the cigar patio. Yeah. Go to the precinct or something. Oh yeah. Out on the Ruby's downtown. Yeah. We did the, well, we did the precinct roof, but it was, you know, during these times they had their tent set up. So it wasn't like what it normally would be where you're out there, Smoking a cigar in between, you know, your your appetizers and salad and steak. 
Man, have you noticed that so much of like the outdoor dining and outdoor space for bars and restaurants have just graduated into being additional outdoor buildings? Right. They're just rooms. They're just, you're just, you just made a room outside on the sidewalk. Yeah. It doesn't, you're, you're, it's almost worse. It, it, yes, no shit, because there's no AC or any air circulation at all. None whatsoever. But, uh, you know, I mean, El, St. Elmo's was pretty much empty by the time we went there. Plus, he got us, like, the little COVID room or whatever that's, like, its own little private space. And oh. and he's uh, he doesn't even travel by airplane. He's a tour bus boy. He, had, he brought his – did you get to see the bus? Yeah. How awesome was that? It was pretty crazy. I mean, I I forgot. He's just such a big deal. Like it's crazy how they they drop those ticket that they drop the ticket links for the Regan show, like Wednesday at four o'clock. Yeah, they're just like a day and a half before the show started, and I mean the ticket sold really well. None of them sold out, but uh, a couple of them got close to it. And uh, Helium did it right. I mean, it's a big, wide room. Everyone, in a, more so than any show I've ever done, the audience was pretty well masked. That's good. Yeah, it re- really was. Because, I mean, down in Atlanta, most people weren't wearing a mask. You were just in Georgetown, nary a mask in sight. But for whatever reason, I don't know if it's because maybe his audience skews a little older I think that's probably it. There were a bunch of masks in the audience, which was great. And I mean, no meet and greet. So I didn't really, yeah, I mean, I, I felt, I feel pretty good about it as far as the, the exposure, but, uh, it was good. I would assume that that's a door deal. Yeah. And I would assume tickets were probably 45, 50 bucks a pop. Yeah, they were. Uh, you could only buy them in pairs, and the cheapest tickets you could get were seventy. But yeah, but um, the upstairs at Helium, they've got like a little upstairs private room type thing, right? And uh, they were selling that room for a thousand dollars. Ten ten seats, a thousand bucks. You get your own server. You get your own bathroom. You're like away from everybody, and that sold out every night. So that's five thousand dollars right there. There's no telling how much money he made, dude. That's why you guys went to St. Elmo's for dinner. Yeah, and everyone just got whatever the fuck they wanted. the The bill was like fifteen hundred dollars. Oh yeah, you you got to go big when you're there, dude. They have like two hundred and ten dollars steaks. Yeah, it's a it's one of the the legendary steakhouses in our country. Yeah, man. Yeah, I I had no idea, but like the pictures of the people on the wall were nuts. It was like, like, like the Rolling Stones and shit. You, like every everyone. You kind of forget, like, like we're always like indie, whatever indie, great, great comics there, whatever. Like it's a fun scene, but like you always forget how big Indianapolis truly is. It's huge. It's you what? really do. I know I do. I mean, there's a, they it's, have an NBA team, an NFL team, a AAA baseball team, 
a gigantic fucking downtown, like huge downtown, dwarf Cincinnati. You're forgetting their biggest event, the Indy 500. The Indy 500. Right. So they are yeah. like seventh or eighth largest by populous metropolis in North America. I didn't realize that, but it makes yeah. sense. Every time I go to downtown Indianapolis, I forget how fucking big it is. It's massive. I love it, but yeah, and you know, it's just one of those things we don't think about. And then what they have two clubs, helium, one crackers. They used to have two crackers. There used to be three crackers at one point, I believe. And a Morty's. And a Morty's. And Jokers. And Joker, yeah, I mean it. It was it's a big fucking town, and it was cool. The Colts were playing the Packers on Sunday. Did you go? And no, I didn't go. I had a friend who went. Ten thousand people in the stadium. I watched it. I was like, man, that's crazy. Oh, oh my God! Speaking of the NFL, Joey B, dude. I was going to say, do we have to? I mean, I guess we don't. Other than just respect for the kid, but like. I mean, and it's looking like 12 to 18 month recovery. He might not even play next season. It's cut down to nine to 12, but even though like, I mean, I know it's ACL, MCL damage, PCL and meniscus. So when I, Jesus Christ, when I watched it, I just felt my heart drop. And then I went, and then the first text I got was, Oh my God, from Schubert. I just went, it was just a matter of time. Yeah. Inevitable. It was inevitable. There was no way we we rag on ownership of the Reds, and I you know I'm a Bengals fan, but I don't let it affect me like I do the Reds. I don't I don't you know I'll throw a T-shirt on. I'll, I'll, you don't have a Bengals tattoo. No, and I'm I'm never buying official Bengals merch. Like I'm never gonna no. do that. I'm never giving Mike Brown another cent of my fucking money. I will buy. Tickets from a scalper. I will buy tickets from an online service or I will go for free. And the last one has been the option for the past three fucking years. I will never give a money, give any bit of my money to that sweat crusted dad hat wearing sack of shit. And Burrow, the only reason we got Burrow is all we needed to do to land the generational talent that is Joe Burrow is just lean into what Mike Brown is good at doing and lose on purpose. Hey. (laughs) Just tank it. He, everyone's like, oh, the NBA, you know, they have a real tanking problem. I'm like, you think the NBA has a real tanking problem? Look at Mike fucking Brown. That sweaty sack of potatoes. That Man, that really, dude. What did Cincinnati do to get these fucking owners? Dude, I know. Like, and... Here's what's great. Like, how he, what was so crazy was Frank Marzullo, Channel 19 weatherman, had the best take I've seen so far. What did he say? He's like, he, he was like, shame on you, ownership. Shame on you. You screwed up. You can't get a Rolls Royce and then just put cheap gas in it. Yeah, no shit, dude. And I was like, Frank, you nailed it. Somehow... In your wild coke binge of a life, you think <laughs> the perfect metaphor for this. Yeah, dude, it's so true. The only silver lining I can find is I do believe that Joe Burrow is like talented enough to be one of the best quarterbacks of all time. I agree. And 
I think like in this era of stories and personality and, you know, he tweets something and it gets 50,000 retweets. Like he's a star, you know what I'm saying? And LeBron just tweeted out, get better brother. Yeah. And stars have crazy storylines. And I think if he was destined for greatness, I think this just lines him up to be, it's like an, it's just an incredible fucking story. His entire knee explodes. Every ligament in his knee is gone. I think that like, you know, if he cut, like, I think that he will rise to that. I think he sees this as an opportunity to be like, not only am I going to be the best quarterback to ever play the game, but I'm going to do it after this kind of adversity. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it gives him like, even more of a motivator and a motor than he already had. Right. And you didn't think that he needed to ever kick it up another notch. Yeah. No, he didn't. He was already a hard working, hard headed, got his head on his shoulders, smart fucking kid. And now he has to deal with adversity. But here's actually kind of even more of the bummer of this is that it's still kind of shadowing Carson Palmer. Like he's still, it's, yeah. It's not like he's living in that channel, but definitely taking a nap under that tree, which sucks. Oh, number one pick. But, Everything looked like it was clicking. Yeah. But I, I just don't see, but the thing is, is I don't see uh, Tyler Boyd getting in the back of a pickup truck and falling out. That's like, the yeah, big, that's a good point. Uh, but, I mean, you said it in the group. What's the fucking point of even watching this team anymore? There isn't now. I mean, I'm going to because I love watching train wrecks. I love watching a good – it's like a car accident when you pass it on the street and you yeah. not look at it. Yeah. The rest of the season is going to be. I mean – I mean, Burrow IR, Mixon IR, what, what even are we going to do? I liked your take, go out and sign Cap. I love, yeah, go outside cap. What do you have to lose? We know? were saying that we were saying that last season. Do you know what it does when you sign cap? Well, you, of course, you, you would have a solid NFL quarterback that's a backup that's not Ryan Finley Market. Yeah. <laughs> and Brandon Tool Time Allen. Yeah. Like, who is this guy? I don't know. No, this guy is a he's a practice squad quarterback who who his first year was he was with the Rams for a little bit as the practice squad quarterback. So he followed Zach Taylor to his doom here in Cincinnati. Yeah. Um but the best the best case scenario was Bengals tank. Well hold on, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh Kaepernick. You should have signed yeah. last year so you could have a capable backup quarterback. And you didn't, and you stuck with that long-faced fuck Finley. Yeah. Also, fan base. Right. Even though people were calling for Jake Dolodalo to be like the backup. Yeah. Just as raw, has, but just has a cannon. That would just be fun to watch. But now, he guess where he ended up? Where? He is the practice squad quarterback for where Bengals go to flourish. New England Patriots. No shit. Yep. Damn. That just that just shows like that Belichick is like, 
The Bengals know the draft talent. They know what talent is, but they don't know how to use it. They don't know how to utilize it at all. No, because their head coach is Zach Taylor, who went from quarterback coach to offensive, not even coordinator, game planner, to NFL head coach. Yeah. Guy's a dipshit. How the I mean, how the fuck you didn't pull the trigger on that high? Guy's a moron. He's going out there saying, well, we just need to believe in the process. We need to believe in it. I'm like, what do you have to prove? What do you have from what do you have in success wise in the NFL? Remove those two years in Los Angeles. Remove those two goddamn fucking years. And you have him as an offensive coordinator at UC during one of their worst times in the past 10, 15 years. Where he was an offensive coordinator. And how did that offense look fucking terrible? It I, I you're telling these grown men, these 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 guys who have played like collegiately at a high level to trust this numb nut? Come on, dude. That'd be like if that'd be like if Danny, you know how he was like an assistant hitting coach at that community college? Yeah. He became the manager of the Reds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they were tanking and he was just like, guys, you're gonna have to trust me. You're gonna have to you gotta trust the process. They're gonna be like, no, yeah. I'm not doing that. I know, man. It's tough times to be a Cincy sports fan. No, just watch UC football. It's fun. Yeah. You're very good. But you but the, the thing that so now you got your sign cap. And what that also does is it put eyes back on the Bengals. It generates more interest. It gets fans back in the seats. It gets your ratings back up because you've done something controversial. Yeah. And what appeals to Mike Brown is that he'll be cheap as fuck. Yeah. So. But problem is that guy has has just the art of the deal on his desk at all times. So. Yeah, no shit, dude. So that'll be tough. But. Um, so, okay, so let's get ahead a little bit with them, and then we'll, we'll end the Bengals thing here. Yeah. And then you sign that guard, you draft that guard from Oregon, the top op- rated office. Or right, right. Yeah, there. yeah, 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 yeah. He's some island guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's his name, some island guy. Some island guy. I think his name is actually Mano War. I think that's... <laughs> <laughs> You sign him, and then you kind of restructure what you do with the line, and I think you'll be in pretty good shape. You just need Jonah Williams to get a full year under his belt. Trey Hopkins has been – you need to get him back. Um, you need to take uh, Billy Price out back and put him down. No shit, dude. What a waste. I know. That's who we decided to pay. And Bobby Hart. His name should be Bobby Heart Attack. That guy is, ooh, awful. yeah, it, it's bad. He's slow. He just looks. He just gets pushed around every game. He's just fat. Yeah, he's just a big guy. He's just a big fat fuck. So then you just move on from there, and then you try and draft some linebackers, maybe sign some, see if there's anybody available that's worthwhile, worth the money, because they spent money in free agency. Yeah. It's just a shame that, you know, one of them got hurt and is out for the year. And then the other one went on a spree trying to find who, who murdered his dad. Who is this? That's, uh, I forget which bangle they signed in the offseason. Um, but, yeah, he didn't report to camp. He was like, sorry. he's oh, He was just in Florida, like, 
I'll be there when I get there. I just got to find the guy who murdered my dad. <laughs> That's crazy. He's like the most bangles thing ever. Yeah, no shit. As soon as he signed with the Bengals, somebody kills your father. And he has to go on some kind of like taken revenge fucking <laughs> vigilante justice. Right. He's got to go. Uh, oh, man. Now I'm having a, a Charles Brolin. Um, God damn it. They remade it recently with Bruce Willis. Oh. Hard to kill. No. It's got like, there's like seven of them. He's got like I don't a know. huge desert eagle. He's just like, I'll shoot your fucking dick off. Yeah, I'll shoot your dick off. You killed my dad. <laughs> don't you murder my dad. Well, Bill, I've said it before. I'll say it again, man. I wish that you were in charge of one of our teams. Uh, you don't want that. I would just be drunk and make hastily, hastily made decisions. If you were the GM of the Reds, we would give Trevor Bauer a one-year, fifty-million-dollar contract. Yeah, you know I would. In that, you know what? I would, I would, I would, I would throw in an extra five million for some Luba dudes. So. <laughs> Alicia's over here just shaking her head. Oh man, that <laughs> Luba nudes rolls off the tongue so well. This is, Alicia was just like she's a professional woman. I'm like, yeah. And I'm a semi-amateur comedian. Come on! <laughs> Do a yeah. fart sound. I thought you were doing a fart sound with your arm. <laughs> and I'm a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just turned a fart in the microphone and said, I just had runny shits. I'll be just blast it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> just blast the screen. Oh, oh my oh. God. Really, I can see what you have for lunch. Um, turkey bets. But... Oh, uh, yeah. Here, okay, so what really got me, really got me going, and got you going, is the news that came out that Sonny Gray was potentially on the trading block. I couldn't believe when I saw that article. Why? Uh, okay, and like you said, like you brought up Danny, Danny has a point. Technically, every player, teams can cast a line on it. And at the end of the season, every player, it's technically potential for trade. It just depends on what you can get back for them, right? Why put, why make it a fucking headline? Why release it to the public? If you're just, if everyone's just getting shopped around, if that's the nature of the offseason, then just let it, let it be that. Why do you need to? make it a fucking headline in the inquirer. Like that's just so disheartening. Like what's the game plan? If we trade Sonny Gray and don't bring back Bauer and don't like, are we in a rebuild? What are they? What's the thought process? We didn't get Charlie Morton. No, which, which was kind of, I didn't, I didn't, I don't know. I don't see them doing a, a, a hodgepodge deal like that, like a one year 15 for a hired gun when they have, when they didn't last year, three year 12 with Miley. Yeah. Who it was hurt. Yeah. He, he went, he did absolutely nothing for us this season. Right. So who knows, maybe a non COVID season. I mean, who knows, but overall, you know, you still have that as an option. 
he is just one full year removed plus two bad starts where he was tipping his pitches from being yeah. a viable free agent. Um, yeah. You know, so that's where I think that was. They weren't thinking back in. So if we wiggle Sonny out there, what could we get back that would make it worth it for you so, to, to, to start next season without Bauer or Gray on our roster? Who can we get to take that sour taste out of your mouth a little bit? It would have had to be, it w- which we'll get into more, but when John Heyman tweeted, Reds and Rockies are talking, I was like, cool, the Reds are trying to get Sonny Gray. I mean, sorry. The Reds are trying to get Trevor Story, and the Rockies are trying to get Sonny Gray. Yeah, that seemed. I would. I would. I could live with that. I would one thousand percent live with that. After watching him in PABP yeah. his rookie year hit a couple dingers, I was like, Yeah, I I can get used to this. Yeah, no, that kid is a stud, and we need a shortstop. So a talent with Sonny Gray, a top-end starter. I'm like, okay. And I think they picked up the phone and they called him and they were like, hey, how about Sonny Gray for Trevor's story? And they said, hey, how about you throw in Nick Lodolo? And then Nick Kroll said, why don't you stuff on the balls? But we're yeah. Let's keep talking. And then we just got to where we were with the trade later. But it would have to be a top tier shortstop with some with with major league control. Like I, I, if, if if I'm Nick Kroll, I am calling the Diamondbacks and I'm going, hey, Sonny Gray, Patel Marte, what do you say? It rhymes. It rhymes. It's pretty good. But yeah. also control, talent, and already a proven MLB commodity. And Sonny Gray bouncing back, showing he's consistent. Two years in a row. Exactly. So I would be, honestly, I could part ways with Sonny Gray for Cattell Marte and put him at short. I wouldn't, that would be great. But I mean, but see, that's the thing that's so scary about it is it's like, you know, whether we're just trained pessimist Reds fans, also the writing is on the wall. We've said it a couple times in the podcast. Bauer's not back. To lose Sonny, we would it, you you we need serious offensive power to come back with our one being Luis and who would even be our two? Fucking Mally, Mikey Biceps, fucking Miley. Who would it be? We fucking know. I mean, well, we go from a two-headed. We go from a three-headed dragon. And we keep the littlest headed dragon, you know? Right. Right. Or maybe you dangle Luis. I wouldn't, I would rather start off the season with Sonny as our one than Luis as our one. I'm with you. You agree on that? I do. I do. And, and, and I'm not a Luis hater. And granted, he hasn't been terrible. He wasn't terrible last year, but you're talking about, he was, he he was terrible compared to Sonny and Trevor, right? You so, know, I mean. Well, you have Trevor Bauer, who, who you know, won the Cy Young, right? Which I think, if you say he's won the Cy Young, you can now say he's had one of the best seasons 
as a red starting pitcher ever. Ever, yeah. 60 ever. games or not, it was the best season anyone's ever had. Right. So that mixed with Sonny, who, I mean, once he got hurt, but after that, he was still snapping the ball. Mm-hmm. Ah, damn. To Reese, who was inconsistent, but then locked it down in the last third of the season, which I understand COVID 60 games, but still, I'm, I'm not comfortable with him as my one. I, as no. I well, Sonny as, as my as the one. Not if you want not if you want to like try to win a pennant in the same league as the Braves and the fucking Dodgers. Yeah. But it's also going for it now with Sonny. I don't know, you don't ever bank on your farm system to carry you in like five years, unless you're, you know, you know what you're doing. And clearly this front office has proven to us time and time again. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. They traded away Bob Steve. First round draft pick. Phil Burton was a first round draft pick. I mean, who's really worked out in the, the that is coach from the farm in the past no, five seasons? Nobody. You hopefully, are, t- hopefully Tyler Stevenson. Uh, you can argue that he's gone off to a hot start, but you can't spank on uh, Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo coming up and being your one and two next season or some shit. Like I like, know, I know. And no, I don't know because it's it, it's not that it's just sending mixed signals. It's like it's just it's just solidifying what we have been thinking, which is what the fuck are they doing? What exactly is the plan here? You know, because, I mean, when we let Bauer walk, no matter what else they do, you can't convince me that we're, quote, all in. No. You know, if if and when Bauer walks, that is a clear message sent. You know, you went out and signed Castellanos and you signed Moose and you signed Shogo to help solidify the core that you have already built. Yeah. That was 2020, which was you got the three headed monster, Gino, Joseph, Daniel. Yeah. And now, and with Stinky Winky, and now. With Bauer walking, I don't know what the core looks like. What even is the core? Because of how bad the offense was and your pitching was what carried you. It was the, yeah. You're letting one walk and then you're going to go trade. Your, your, you're letting your one walk and then you're trading your two. I, I don't understand yeah no the, the the message being sent there is that um this is a business we really don't care about winning all that much we went into the checkbook last season it didn't work out because of what transpired with covid and everything we lost a shit ton of money and sorry i mean you, you that's the window this was the window like we're broke and 
we didn't spend money even when we were making money. And now that the coffers have taken a serious hit, we're certainly not going to spend any money. Now, here's the question that I am, I am, that we will just have to wait and see. Like, who gets DFA? I mean, who doesn't get caught? Who doesn't? Who, do, who turns down? Who says no thank you to people that are arbitration ready? Like, yeah. You know, I mean, Hunter Renfro got DFA by the Reds. That's crazy. I know. So, if we have that in Colton Wong, what's around the corner that the Reds can scoop up and get for cheap? So, maybe. Yeah. Before we have a complete full mental breakdown and throw already throw in the towel for 2021, we have to understand that maybe there could be some cheap options that we didn't expect to be on the market to be available. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But even then, it's like all in doesn't mean cheap options. You know what I'm saying? Like, that doesn't – it would be wonderful if we could go out and gr- gr- get a player on a steal, but you're not sitting around seeing what bargains you can get when you're like, all right, let's win a World Series. You just go out and get the players. I have a question for you. Do you like bargains? I like a bargain. You like a good bargain? Yeah, I love a good bargain, especially with, like, the holiday seasons and, you know, Black Fridays this Friday. Cyber Monday's coming up too. Yeah, Cyber Monday I'm going to have a deal on my OnlyFans. So, oh, really? That's good. Well, you know, I subscribe, so I can't wait to see what that comes to. Yeah, I'm send out feet pics, half off. <laughs> that, no, no, what that means is I'll be charging, instead of $10, I'll be charging 5 for my sock half off of my foot. Ooh, that's hot. You know what I'm going to have to do to get some spending money for this holiday season? What are you going to have to do? I'm going to bed online. I believe on all this shit that I'm talking, man, because, you know, football is in full effect. Many teams are already strutting their stuff. We can't go to a game this year, but that doesn't mean we can't get in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, except for actually going to a game and being happy. <laughs> From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching prop bets, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. So head on over to Bet Online today and use that promo code Armchair. Armchair. Nice to take advantages of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Pretty good. But what I mean, what bargains were you talking about besides your half-off feet picks on OnlyFans? Well, that depends. How are your balls? Um, honestly, a little, little gangly right now. I haven't been able to go down there and manscape, if you will. Well, jingle balls to the walls, fellas. <laughs> Listen up! are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Nice. Do you, uh, you ever uh, shave your balls with, uh, with something that's not manscaped? Never. Never? One time. I mean, I have, I, I have in the past. I used a rusty old can that I found. Yeah, rusty old can. I, I, that's pretty gross. You know, I've used uh, fingernail trimmers. Just trying to get those hairs one by one on my balls without shaving. Oh, Bill. Them. Yeah. I pulled out some hairs and they still hurt my balls. So... 
I'm telling you, with this Manscaped stuff, it's fantastic. They're a revolutionary company. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 3.0 has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology, so this trimmer cuts on your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. The lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their brand new perfect package 3.0, which makes the perfect gift this holiday season. Listen up, babe. Put it on the list. This is what I want. <laughs> it's literally everything you need to keep trim, cut free, and smelling nice down there. And you don't have to use the same trimmer on your face as you're using it on your balls. That's just nasty. But you know what? We're the new nasty boys. So how do you think I trim this mustache? <laughs> the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 also includes the crop preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant, and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part, smelliest part of your body? And yes, your balls stink. Stinking of stinky and sweaty balls. I'm thankful for their crop. Reviver, this product along with Crop Preserver keeps your balls from sweating, smelling, and sticking. Just the season to manscape. So get yourself, your dad, your brother, and best friends the best <laughs> tip of all time. The Manscaped trademarked perfect package 3.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ARMCHAIR. Armchair. At manscaped.com. But listen, guys, I hate to do this to you. I hate to do it to us because it cuts out on our revenue for what we make on this podcast. But I'll let Which you know. is a lot. Little secret Black Friday, Cyber Monday. You don't even need my code. You don't even need it. You can just go to Manscaped and get 25% off plus free shipping. Wow. So just do that. Don't even say armchair. Don't even say that Billy Lee sent you. Just get on You can there. just go there and get it. Just go and get it, son. So That's a good one. That is a very good deal. It's a great deal. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. Oh, no, what? No sense. Hey, sweet cheeks. Does that, does that last line make absolutely no sense? Is Santa looking at your balls? What? Yeah, exactly. What is Santa going to look at my package? Well, I mean, that's not... He knows when you've been sleeping. He knows when you're awake. And he knows about your dick and balls. (laughs) No, you know what? Santa shouldn't be worried about my package. Santa should be worried about my wife's package because she's got the mistletoe and she's it for Santa. She put it right next to our fireplace over here. Like she's like, oh man, I can't wait for Santa to get over here and start thinking. I'm like, gross. <laughs> yeah, but he has hairy fingers, and you know I'm into that. Oh, oh, she's into them thick, hairy rods. Yeah, that's why I've started putting Rogaine on my knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, I've been bur- I've been burrowing all the dead birds and the soot out of the chimney because I want Santa to come down specifically to investigate Billy's balls. <laughs> Because Manscaped told him to. That's right. Santa Claus the pedophile. Because of COVID, Santa's not delivering presents to your kids, but he's still coming to look at your balls. <laughs> yeah, you got to send him a picture. of Santa coming to visit before that we kind of ignored because it was mostly for the kids. But this year, that's the number one reason he's coming. Yeah, I heard Santa was on the Epstein flight logs. <laughs> <laughs> why, why would he need to? He has his own sleigh and reindeer. 
He's got his own sleigh, reindeer, and access to every child's home. Yeah. And he already has little people he can practice on called elves. Oh, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> practice on. <laughs> yeah. A good warm-up. Fucking nasty. Oh, my God. I've got these headphones in. My parents can only hear half of this conversation. They're going to be like, what the fuck is this podcast about? <laughs> it's sometimes God. about... Sometimes, so sometimes Howard it is. Comes down your chimney on Christmas Eve to look at your balls. Oh, and Rachel Luba rubs my toes. I've I've had a dream recently, like a mundane dream, nothing like amazing, but like where you just kind of like the news comes down that we signed Trevor. Yeah, we brought him back. And just the dream is like just all of the text conversations with my friends. <laughs> all like all the all the caps lock, all like the gifts, all every it would just be so wonderful. Yeah. It's so wild when anything reds happens, both of our phones just explode. Buzz, 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 buzz. So speaking of things happening, uh, let's break down this trade that we did. It's not Trevor Story. It's not Nolan Arnando. But I think we got a couple nice pieces, and we didn't have to give up too much, you know? We didn't. Uh, we literally gave up, ah, like, nothing. Um, I mean, Bob Steve, we'll see you, brother. But It just Bob, never worked out. Well, 2019, he looked great. I mean, his slider was fantastic, but he was a one-pitch pony. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss him a lot. He was fun. Um, but, and then Hannah Jameson, who we got in the Tanner Roark trade. Yeah. Was just Taylor, was just a Taylor Trammell light. Yeah. So I was like, fine. Not, not a big deal. But what we got back in return, I'm not mad at. Uh, we'll start with Jeff Hoffman. Jeff Hoffman, I believe, was a 2015 first-round pick by the Colorado Rockies. Um, he was a part of – or not by the Rockies, pardon me, by the Toronto Blue Jays. He was a part of the Troy Tulowitzki trade. Um, you know, good four, he's got a four-seam, two-seam change curve. Um, the only thing is it hasn't worked out yet. It hasn't really – Worked out yet. Um, if you look at these numbers, it's a little disconcerting. Um, his MLB ERA is 6.4. Not good. Not good. ERA in AAA in 2017 was 4.71. Not good. 2018, 4.94. Ugh. In 2019, it was 7.7. God damn. Ugh. But here's where it's reassuring. He's pitching. He's pitching a course field where the grass yeah. is in the air is thin and the balls fly out of the yard. Yeah. Not a good place for a pitcher. No, it's not. But this is what the Reds' philosophy and the driveline philosophy philosophy has just been pounded into, which is look at your spin rate. Look at that spin rate, baby. He's got some RPMs. Uh, yeah, he does. Jeff Hoffman, 2,425 RPMs 
and the major league average is 2,306. Fucker spins the ball. And that's, yeah, he does. And that's on a four-seam fastball. That's a four-seam. So you're taking, so you're looking at, you're looking at that, and you go, okay. And it's the same thing with Lucas Sim. Fucker snaps the ball. And that's what DJ likes to work with. That's what Kyle Bowie preaches. Just snap, snap up, and then we'll figure out places. Just make sure that you are a power pitcher. And, and you said that he has drawn a bunch of equivalencies to Lucas Sims. That's exact. Everyone said, oh, he's like Lucas Sims. He's like Lucas Sims. He's like Lucas Sims. Which, yeah. without, without DJ's tutelage or going to driveline, the MLB average, like I said, is 2,306. And this guy's already above average with that. Yeah. And you get him into what we're doing here in Cincinnati, there's a chance he could look great. Yeah. He could. And, and here's the thing. The ceiling is he fills where Bob Steve was and is healthy and consistent as a reliever, a middle reliever, back end reliever. The ceiling, yeah. four or five starter. Yeah. Great. For players that you were sure about. Yeah, exactly. We didn't give anything away, really. No, and then you go out you, and then you get uh, Chase Williams, who is a lottery ticket, but still – Fourth round pick, last year by the Rockies, who's on the Reds board. And the guy's 18, and he's already 25 RPMs plus. Yeah, and that's wild. His curveball's gross. It's it snaps like crazy. Where is he from? Where did he grow up? Like, where out of high school did we draft him? Do you know? Colorado. He's, he's oh, no shit. Colorado guy. Yeah. So. Well, that probably hurt his feelings. No, uh... Maybe, but I, I wouldn't care. I'd just be like, yeah, I'll go pitch, whatever. And also, yeah. if I was a young guy like him, 18, and then I'm like, oh, I get to go, I get to go work with Kyle Bodie. I get to go work with Drive. No shit. Um, yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah, no shit. So um, it's definitely – I'm cool with that trade. I'm not in any way, shape, or form bummed out by it. I'm not – I think it's just a, a, just a, 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 just a good spot. We'll see what happens. It's nothing big. It's not small. The Reds are due for a trade to, like, really work out in our favor. I know. Well, I mean, there have been, man. I mean, not – I mean, we – Bauer got us Cy Young. Yeah. yeah. That worked yeah. out. Yeah. He was playing third base. Yeah. Gray. Oh, yeah, Gino. That's huge. Sonny Gray. I mean, it's been yeah. It's just not – the problem is, it's just the offense hasn't been what it was going to be. So yeah, no, it just not only was it not what it was going to be, it was literally it was statistically the worst in the league. Eight Adam Dunn's out there, baby. It's the name of the game now, dog. I know. So I, I, you know, I don't know what you do next. I think I still would want to target Cattell Marte. I would still go out. I would ta- I would target Carlos Correa. I would still. I mean, I would love to try and get uh, to get Seager, but I mean, after the postseason he had, I wouldn't be shocked to see them lock him up at some point long term. Yeah. Well, how about this? Dodgers and talks with the Rockies to get Rogers Rockies. Jesus, I'm just Rockies. to get Nolan. Yeah, think about that squad. That's gross. And why would my big question for you is why would the Rockies do that inside of their division? 
inside of their own division. I have no idea. What is that fucking thought process? I don't know. He's the best third baseman in the game. Right. He wins a he wins a gold glove every year, and at any given oh. season, he could hit 50 home runs. So what the fuck? What are you What are you doing? Yeah, I have no idea, man. I don't either. Um, aside from that, I mean, at least the Reds are making some noise, and Nick Crawl went out and made a smart made a smart move. His first trade as official, you know, head of GM, everything. Like, I, I like it. It is a good move. Yeah. I'm not – it's fine. I just need to see something bigger. If they find a way – now I'm even talking myself out of it. If they find yeah. a way to take power, which won't happen, but – What's the smallest amount of money you think he'd come back and be a red? One year, 35. 35. Yeah. You think someone's going to give him that much? No, but if it's a short-term deal? Yeah. I mean, shit. I don't know. I, I mean, okay, let's, 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 just, let's just break down, let's just real quick break down Bowers' free agent options and remove our Reds caps. Yeah. And open up our spreadsheets. Yeah. New York. Boston. Boston, San Diego, Giants, LA. Angels, Dodgers. Yeah, both teams in Los Angeles. Who else are we missing here? Um, Realistically, who are we missing? That would be- uh, uh, I mean, what Chicago, what are the Cubs? White Sox? <coughs> I would... Maybe the White Sox would have the money. I don't know. I'm not going to say the Cubs. The Cubs don't have the money. Because yeah. they have their 4-4 coming up next year, next 2020-2022, where they're yeah. all free agents. So they have to find a way to sign. Bryant, Rizzo, Baez. Warber. Yeah. Nice. I feel bad for Jed Boyer. Yeah, no shit. Um, Houston. He would do it for the money. He would. I think he would need like one year, forty million dollars. They, he, they, they'd like boo him in Houston. I know, and that would be the ultimate heel move, which is also enticing to Trevor. Yeah, yeah. The, honestly, that is very true. He could be he, the spy on the inside. Yeah. You know, he could just be that rogue agent. He's like, can I pitch you for him? He'd just get in a fight with George Springer. Oh, dude. He would He would just go walk in, play Lamb of God in the locker room. <laughs> he would say something shitty to him in Spanish. And then Trevor would just walk up and be like, what? Huh? Yeah. Huh? That would be great. Um, Lamb of God. So, yeah. Those are the realistic options i think i can't think of anybody else throwing out them dollars i think San no. was a fluke that they were even close to smelling the playoffs yeah oh for total fluke okay i think that was a fluke so i don't think you count him i think he wants to go out he wants to be a, a goddamn you know 
Lone Ranger. He wants to be in the hunt for a World Series. Right. He wants to be a hired gun. Yeah. So let's let's shrink that list. New York, Boston, Angels. Dodgers. Dodgers. White Sox. If they have the money. I don't know if they have the money, so I'm going to put them down. Yankees, I don't think he goes because he wants to be the number one. He wants to walk in. And also, I mean, the stuff that's come out with him in the New York media saying like, yeah, they're going to love me. No, they're not. They're going to hate me. Yeah. No, I don't think uh, Mets. I think that takes them off too. Yeah. So you take them off the board. Um, Then here's where it gets tricky. L.A. and L.A. Angels, they would just have Bauer as their one and then Shohei, Rendon, and Mike Trout. Yeah, their entire squad. Right. I don't see... I don't see any other reason. Their bullpen's not close, and Joe Madden. Yeah. I just don't see it. I don't see if I'm Trevor Bauer being like, those guys are cool, that shit's dope, but that doesn't make sense. So you think it comes down to the Dodgers and the Red Sox? Yes. Yeah. We talked about Red Sox pretty early on. It That makes the most sense to me. Dude, he would... Think about the ego boost that Trevor would get walking in knowing that he's the one and dethroning Chris Sale as the one there. Yeah, he would love that. He would love that shit. He would love that. And pitching in a historic baseball town like Boston. Yeah. As much as I hate their fans and I hate that goddamn city. It's still the Red Sox. I, I think... Either that, but then the Dodgers, man, he wouldn't be the one. But think about the fact that he would get to go pitch for the team that lost to the Astros and they, that he, the one team that he has that big personal vendetta. Yeah. And that's where he grew up, West Hollywood. And or North yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. So, I, just, I mean, as much as he talked and, like, you know, he loves the Reds and loves the organization and, I, just, I believe him. I believe it too. I, I don't, he's a genuine, honest person. He shoots it straight. He trolls on Twitter because he's a troll. And that's fun. Yeah. But I don't, I just don't see it happening. And I do, I, I think Boston is a good fucking bet. Yeah. Boston or LA with the Dodgers. Fuck. Ah. Seeing him in Dodger Blue come back to GABP would hurt my soul. It would be crushing. It would. Because that's, you know, that's the old school NL West rival, man. Yeah, I know. We used to be in the same division. It would hurt. That would hurt a lot. Going to the Yankees of the West? Yeah. But. I just don't want it to happen. I don't either. Let's shore up these bets. What do you think? Okay, here's here's interesting. What do the new Nasty Boys do if, for some act of God, for some Lamb of God, the Reds bring Trevor back? What do we do? I will eat Cincinnati chili for every meal, breakfast, lunch, dinner, 
for an entire week. <laughs> oh my God. That's, I mean, like, so just Cincinnati chili based, like, could you put Cincinnati chili like on a pizza on a, could you have like a Cincinnati chili avocado toast? It will be Coney and four way based. Wow. Yep. I will do that. Okay, man. I fucking love that idea. And I will wear a fart mask and attach it to your body. (laughs) (laughs) For how long? For the whole week. I say you just for a whole pod. Yeah. For a whole episode? Okay. I'll wear a fart mask. Oh my God. That's making me nauseous just thinking about it. Oh my God, dude. Yeah, we would have to videotape that one and catch me go full jackass throwing up in a gas mask. Oh yeah. We would we would for sure find a way to film all of it. Oh, oh man. I hope he signs with the Reds, but Jesus Christ. I do too. So that I have to eat Skyline for an entire week. Or sorry, Cincinnati Chili for an entire week. And then you have to be on the end of my fart mask while I'm on that chili cleanse okay yeah dude i swear to god i'll do it i feel like you also have to give lee 500 dollars. that's just (laughs) (laughs) look i don't have to pay the man because he came up with it okay how about this okay those same bets aside but we each throw a hundred dollars in and we go to betonline.ag and we bet on the reds to win the world series i love that i'm in yeah Let's do it. I mean, I hope that we sign them just for these fun little sto- bets. These are fun. These are fun side bets. Fuck yeah! You're not gonna find any fart masks on BetOnline.ag. You definitely are not. One hundred percent. I gotta do. I gotta do a picture for the gram. And three. Hold on. Here we go. Three, two, and got it. There we yeah. go. There's the grand post. Damn. Well, guys, I miss you. I'm I'm sad I'm not in the Emporium tonight. I miss you, too. And there's always next week, buddy. Always next week. So next week, we'll be live and in person. Who knows what state of the world we'll be in? Who knows what the Reds will have done or not done? Yeah, and who knows what other butt dick the Pope will like? Yes. Yeah, yeah baby. Yeah. The, the 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 leads the, the worst part about that story is that the Pope has an Instagram. And the thing is, he's a Twitter following no one. It was a Twitter. No, it was Instagram. It was Twitter. That, oh. I don't know. I wish the Pope had a. I, imagine if the Pope had a burner account. Yeah, it was just at not the Pope. Not the Pope, just like in Breathing <laughs> Gross. Um, God damn. So speaking of burner accounts, I don't know if I announced it on here, but it's time. Oh, yeah, you, you haven't announced it on the pod. Um, it finally happened. I set up a Pete Rose burner account. Follow at the hit king 4192. 
I am tweeting as Pete Rose. And the first thing I tweeted, I've been tweeting every day. First thing I tweeted, Pit King here. Y'all trust the Japanese. <laughs> Second thing, Pit King here. What's the over under for the age of consent? <laughs> I think I'm going with the under. <laughs> Hashtag the hit king. Um, here we go. Hit king here. Throw out all ballots for the Hall of Fame. They were illegal. Fake news for everyone else who got in. Hashtag the hit king. <laughs> and then uh, I tweeted uh, yesterday. I need to tweet today. Uh, hit king here. I'll be doing a signing tomorrow in front of the BW3 on South Palupi Way at 4 p.m. tomorrow. $25 for balls, $50 for glossy photos and bats. I'll also take BW3 gift cards as well. Hashtag. <laughs> but if you're wearing a mask, no no autograph for me. No autograph. Now, here's the thing. His location is set for Las Vegas. I am looking up. These locations where I'm saying there's a signing and giving actual addresses. So I have another I one. I love it. I have another one in here for a Lowe's parking lot that's in Las Vegas. So uh, here's, here's another good one. And speaking of, of the mask thing, picking here, what's the best all-you-can-eat ha- all crab leg buffet where you don't have to wear a mask? I hate those things. Hashtag the hit king. <laughs> so follow it it's just me being a goober tweeting as Pete Rose because uh, I think he's a fucking moron it's a good a, follow follow a friend it's a fun little, a fun little thing I'm doing because I created the Thumb Brennan and Burner and then the Dragonfly Foundation started following me and I was like oh too real <laughs> so after all of this I wish I would have held on to it but too real. We got too real. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to troll a cancer foundation. No, not one that we work with for my day job. God damn, that's so funny. So, well, I mean, is it moot? Is it a moot point to say round third and heading for home? I don't have anything coming up. Um, December 4th, I will be meddling for Ricky at Chameleon. And then again, in January, I'll be headlining at Chameleon. Nice. That's literally it. I mean, I'm not looking for dates. I'm not. Yeah. What comes, what comes, comes. And then also be on the lookout. I'll make it a formal announcement and all that stuff for a bond with friends. So. Fuck yeah, dude. You got some artwork going up. I need to hit up Weir. Uh, and see if he can do like you know, like the well, he's got a lot of time on his hands. I've heard so. I think we all will for a little bit. Yeah, I think so. But we're gonna come out of this. We'll be on the other side. I think. I think we get to go to a Reds game this season. I know we're gonna get to go to a Reds game this season. Yeah. So the light is on the other end of the tunnel, baby. Second quarter, twenty twenty one. I can see it. So that's the that's the word on the streets. From Mackenzie. So the Mackenzie. Fuck yeah. Oh yeah? <laughs> yep. Fucking bet, man. Well, uh, I hope you're still listening here at the bitter end. Happy Thanksgiving, Mike Webster. I miss you and I love you and uh we should be 
getting fucking smashed. We should be getting drunk as hell tomorrow watching your lovely wife and uh, Shannon clip out coupons on the floor to go Black Friday shopping. <laughs> but we're not, and we're it's not. okay. We'll, we'll do it in 366 days. No. And uh, while well, Mike will be, he'll be uh, collecting his, his Bud, Bud Light points. Fuck yeah, baby. Always. Uh, thank you to Armchair Media for being our dad, our podcast dad. Thank you to Manscaped for keeping our balls nice and trim. And thank you to betonline.ag for being our premier online betting sponsor. And as always, thank you so much for listening. And go Red Lights. Stay nasty. I love you, Alicia and Billy. Love you. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Ooh.